0: We're going through the disclosure process, and I have a lot of questions.
1: Welcome to the Therapy Brothers Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. We're brothers. We're therapists. And we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with real recovery.
0: Hey, Tyler, you ready to have some hard conversations? Let's do it. Let the Therapy Brothers podcast begin. B, what's going on? Not much. Um, I think I gained about twenty-five pounds over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend. Luckily, good we got you. a good. Luckily, we got a good hike in, though. Yeah, we did. That was a great yeah. hike. Yeah, you know, Saturday was like it's just one of those magical days that that uh, I don't think I'll forget anytime soon. So it was just pretty awesome
1: it was really cool man it was good to, it was good to have you and your kids you know we we went and we had thanksgiving the, the you know the couple days before and then we went for a hike slash hunt with your son and your daughter and my daughter and uh logged about five miles in the snow didn't see anything but it was still yeah. a lot of still a lot of fun and then and then it was the most random part of it was getting home and having our other brother rex Decide he wanted to get a dog, so we drove up to Idaho that night and <laughs> picked up a
0: new dog for him so yeah, a beautiful dog yeah, a too beautiful, so
1: beautiful dog yeah. was, you
0: know it's it's it was weird it was like you know to us dogs are part of the family, so it was like he was going to pick up part of his family <laughs> <laughs> after after hunting with my son for the first time that morning, and the weather was perfect. I was with my bros, you know, just hanging with the kids and my my belly was full of turkey and stuffing <laughs> and stuff. So like, yeah, life is good. It was it was a good life day, is, man. Really it's so. good. Um, but uh, let's get into it here with Spencer, our guest for today. So Spencer, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, if you could just give us a little background, tell us what's going on with you, and we'll go from there.
2: Yeah. So, um. Been married to my wife for it'll be about nine years here in a little less than a month. And um long before that had gotten um gotten exposed to pornography and masturbation and became addicted to that. Um went through went through high school and college struggling with that. Um met what my wife late in my college career. We got married shortly after that and um have four kids, a fifth on the way. Um, and yeah, about a little over two years ago, um, was the first that I had disclosed to her, uh, voluntarily that I had been struggling with a, um, pornography and masturbation addiction. Um, I didn't necessarily have that terminology myself, the addiction stuff, but after sharing that with her, um, went through, oh, just getting into, um, the sexaholics anonymous program and been been working that program for the last 2 plus years and um worked with counselors um had a couple different sponsors and just now um for the last month or so we've been um starting to go through the formal disclosure process um and just The more I've talked to people, the more I've read and thought about all of it and just kind of looked at where we're at in our relationship and our both separate and combined recovery processes. I'm just wondering if right now is actually a good time to do a disclosure or if it would actually end up being more harmful than it would be helpful at this point. Yeah.
0: What's your hesitation? What do you What do you see that makes you question
2: whether it's a good idea right now or not? Well, i've I've been trying very hard to rebuild trust um, that I had um, that I had lost with with my wife, um, but the way that has not progressed the way I would like it to, just the way. The way our interactions have been, um, I mean, I I do understand the the struggle that she has trusting me, and e- even just believing the things that I'm saying. Whether she's asking me a question or whether I'm sharing information voluntarily with her up front, or you know whatever the whatever the case may be, but um, if she's if she's struggling to believe what I'm telling her right now just outside of a disclosure context even i'm kind of struggling to see why she would then take a much it's seemingly to me at least a much bigger leap and then believe me on a disclosure
1: so so one of the concerns you have is is that no matter what you disclose there's a chance that she might just say i don't believe you anyway so then you're like why would i Why would I, why would I have my own fruition, bring all of this forward if she's not going to
2: believe it anyway? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And so that's why I'm, I'm wondering, and I'm, I'm not trying to get out of doing a disclosure across the board, but I'm wondering if right now is a good time for that or if it would be better later on down the road when I have rebuilt more trust. And she does find it easier to just know that I am telling her the truth and then also understand that when I do a disclosure, that also will be the truth.
0: Have you disclosed uh, things like most everything to her? Or is there big things that she doesn't know about?
2: Well, that's, that's where a lot of this just started in the last month or so. Um, in, like I said, I've been in the, the SA program for a couple of years. And just throughout that course of time, I've had a couple of relapses. But after conversing with um, a couple of different counselors that I had worked with, I had not shared any of those relapses with her until about yeah about a month ago um maybe a little bit less and so that was kind of like a a second d-day all over again which to be honest caught me off guard because i had i knew in those moments that i was discussing with a couple of different counselors that the decision was made that i didn't share those relapses with her but Anytime that after
0: talking to the therapist, the decision was made that you didn't share those relapses. Did, is that what you just said?
2: Yeah. Yep. The, the most recent one, um, was back in July, um, just about a little under five months ago. And after that relapse was the first time that I was working with a counselor that, we actually started to put together a plan for how to handle relapses. The counselor that I had been working with before, um, wasn't a, wasn't a CSAT therapist or anything like that. So we had never discussed, well, how are we going to handle this if a relapse happens? And we had done a couple of, um, couples sessions with this therapist as well. My wife and I had, so he had a little bit of, um, interaction with my wife as well. And, we, we discussed whether it's going to be more helpful or harmful to share those relapses with her. Um, and after those conversations, I decided to not share them, which obviously in hindsight, I would make a different decision now, but, um, so this latest relapse started developing a plan for how to, how to handle relapses and how to share that with Jennifer, my wife. And, um, by the time we actually had the plan in place, it was a couple of weeks after the fact. And again, talking with that therapist, um, I decided that it was better at that point in time to not share that with her. So then basically my wife has spent the last two plus years thinking that I was continuously sober. Um, and whenever my sobriety did come up in conversation with her, which was not real often. I had had a few weeks or even more often a few months of sobriety. And so I told her that, yeah, I've, I've been sober. We never talked about sobriety date or anything like that. Um, But then, so in, in my mind, I was always telling her, I never lied to her that no, I'm not sober or I never lied and said that I was sober when in fact I wasn't. But looking back now, I can also see where it is kind of another bombshell dropped on her that I hadn't been continuously sober since I got into the program. But again, from my, from my point of view, I hadn't ever tried to lie or necessarily make her think that I was still sober. I knew I wasn't telling her that I had relapsed, but I never then took the next step to realizing that, oh well, she's going to then continue think that I've been continuously sober for more than two years.:
0: okay.
1: So so Spencer, a couple couple thoughts here. I, mean, I there's a couple couple different directions to go, but I want to make sure I'm clear on this that the, one of the primary goals that you're wanting right now is to rebuild trust. Correct okay which which is awesome and and i just wonder i guess i'm just trying to follow the line of thinking here and i'm even trying to follow the line of thinking of the therapist i think you've got maybe some bad advice personally um but the the line of thinking that i'm hearing you say is you're there's a part of you that thinks you need to rebuild more trust before you can be honest is that
2: what you're saying No, I I don't think I would phrase it that way. I'm, I'm worried about, it's kind of a pros and cons thing because it feels like I am so early on in trying to, I haven't made a whole lot of progress actually rebuilding trust. I'm not saying that I'm going to not be honest, but is is dumping a full disclosure on her at this point where there is so little trust going to, are the cons of that going to outweigh the pros of me being that honest right now? Uh, Or is it, is it better to wait until there is more trust built up?
1: What does your, what does your wife want in all of this? Does she want to have a full disclosure or she does. Yes.
0: Um, uh, I think Tyler, both you and I are like trying Spencer. I think we're trying to hold our tongues before we just go off on a, a, a few things, a few concepts here. And, mm-hmm. um, I think one thing to understand, and I, I don't know if Tyler, you're the same philosophy here as me, but I think so. Um, The full disclosure is not for you, Spencer. It's for her. And so Tyler's question right there was really important. Um, If she's wanting it, then she asks for it. Um, And hopefully she's working with the therapist. Then it's, it's time to go forward with it. I hear your question. I hear your question of like, can she handle this? Is she healthy enough to do it? Um, But there's also this catch 22 of you want trust in your relationship and you want her to trust you. And lying is not just telling her a false thing. Lying is also holding things and omitting things. And so when you're holding things and omitting things because you want her to feel safe and trust you, you'll never, ever get there. And so even if she's pretty unhealthy, a disclosure can be good and it doesn't feel good. It feels like you, you'll take a bunch of steps backwards when you do it, um, but it's, it at least starts the process. It, it blows it up and starts the process of healing. And hopefully she moves forward and, and heals with you. She might not. She might choose to leave you once you do the disclosure. Um, But it doesn't mean that doing the disclosure is the wrong thing to do. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-oh, Tyler, I just said it you did say it you Dang said it. it brandon you've been like I went, two episodes. i went like six episodes <laughs> i
1: know man nice yeah. job yeah. like actually that's that's not bad for relapse so when you're starting to change the things. <laughs> sorry so.
0: spencer we
1: digressed <laughs> brandon brandon had a challenge to say does that to, to not say does that make sense from yeah. one of our other listeners and he made it with several episodes so <laughs> anyway um brandon can i add to what you're saying for a second yeah please um I I might be a little bit different than you on this, Brandon. Where I actually think the disclosure is also for you, Spencer, but not in the sense that you think it is. Like, if your overall goal is to be in recovery, I personally believe that the that the the starting point to recovery is not even sobriety. The starting point is integrity and honesty. And so if you're if you're trying to protect your wife at the expense of your integrity and honesty, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot because you can't build trust because you're eroding your own integrity at at the expense of trying to manage your relationship. And so I get where you're coming from. It's actually a really good question. Like, hey, sometimes a disclosure probably isn't the right thing for a lot of couples. Some couples don't do that. But if your wife's asking for it, then you can put together the, the document or whatever, that go through the process of the disclosure. And if she can't hold it very well, that doesn't mean that you did the wrong thing. It means that you gave her an opportunity to hold it. And you kept yourself in line with integrity. And that is the best thing that you could give your relationship is and himself. Yeah. yeah. And, and, well, that's what I'm saying. It's for yeah. him too, because he can't get into solid recovery, Brown, unless he's living with a heart of integrity. And, and the best thing he can give his relationship, even if it's hard, is his integrity.
0: Yeah right but the, I, and and the the reason i say it's for her what i mean by that is spencer has a step 1 inventory he has a step 4 inventory where he can he in his heart can can own his he can self do that with his group or his sponsor yeah. or whatever else yeah. not to say that it's not good for you spencer to to um be that vulnerable and that open and that honest with somebody that you love that is therapeutic that's really good for you um but as you go through the process of disclosure, you want to keep in mind, um, it's her right to know these things, and I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna respect her. It, it's it's like this, Tyler. Spencer needs to do his own self care around the disclosure. He needs to make sure that he can take care of himself, give himself space, deal with the emotions that come. But like you know, if like, who's gonna take care of the kids afterwards, you know, and and for him to be able to say, you know what. I will take care of the kids to give her space if that needs be like her first and foremost and her care and her processing and her emotions around this thing is the priority with this. Um, And this can be very therapeutic for you too, Spencer. Um, So anyways, that's, that's what I mean by that. Um, Take it one more step,
1: Brandon. Then I want to come back to Spencer. I think sometimes people get bogged down in the disclosure process, thinking about the disclosure part itself. And really what the part of the disclosure process is for so many couples that we work with is it's actually a step into the process of rebuilding trust, even though it's hard. And the reason why it's a step into the process of rebuilding trust isn't because of all the things you're going to say, but it's because of the willingness that you will go there to say those things for the sake of being honest. The willingness to show up and be open, the willingness to be transparent, Brandon. What you're getting at is the willingness for him to see his wife and be, to be empathetic, of her, and be empathetic towards her and say, "This is going to be hard for her, and I'll make sure that we have the kids covered if she needs space and if she wants closeness, I'll be there. If she wants distance, I'll be there." You know, like to show up in strength, knowing, "Hey, I've done some things. I want to own these things. I know these are hard for you. I can help in any way, in all of these ways." Here's my heart towards you and and it's the
0: feeling of willingness yeah. and heart that's more important than the the actual words that get disclosed yep yep so if i'm if I'm Spencer and I'm going into this with an attitude of of me of my healing, I want trust from her, I want this, I want this to happen, as opposed to go into this with an attitude of empathy toward her and the pain this might cause her, then. I'm willing to give her space. I'm willing to allow her to have her emotions. I'm willing to allow her to go through a process after the disclosure. Um, Spencer, I think I'm picking up on maybe a a fallacy that I'm I'm hearing that Tyler and I have heard a gazillion times. And I just want to check this out with you. Um, Do you believe that if you can somehow show her that you've been sober long enough, that that will build trust?
2: Yeah, that's definitely part of it. I think.
0: Okay. Um. Do do you? I'm wondering if you kind of fixate on that as like the most important part to build trust. And so it's like, well, if she asked me if I've been sober. I can tell her, yeah. Although I relapsed a couple months ago, but I have been sober for for a while. You know, like. Um. And 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 then you're focusing too much on am I sober or not sober, versus actual trust building. What What's the difference?
2: Um. Well, I mean, a lot of what I've been trying to do to rebuild trust is completely out of the addiction context completely, just as far as communication and um, just how I... I mean, I've listened to a number of you guys' episodes and just kind of like you're saying, integrity and honesty and just how I how I show up for her and our family on a day to day basis, um, which can be impacted by my sobriety and how I've been doing managing my side of things as well. But that's not that's not the. only way that I've been trying to rebuild trust either. Cause I do know there were a lot of ways that I was not the type of husband or father that I want to be and have been working hard at not being the way that I was for a lot of years. And th- those are, those are where a lot more of my focus I guess has been in trying to rebuild trust than the sobriety itself, like I said, that's part of it, but not, not all of it.
1: I, I think those areas are actually places that do help foster trust. You know, stepping in in other places where you're engaged, being more of the, you know, husband and father that you wanted to be before you. You know, now that the blindness is coming off of the of the addiction mm-hmm um i i wonder too if <clears throat> kind of what was brandon's was saying earlier is <clears throat> in this one specific area like it seems that your intentions are good like i don't want to i don't want to damage my wife or hurt my wife more than i already have and that's really what's fueling the question so it's not like it's not like you're wholly just avoiding the 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 disclosure, you're doing it because you're like, is it really going to be helpful to her? Right. That's a fair conversation to have with your wife. I think, hey, is this going to be helpful? How is it going to be helpful? I'm willing to do this. I just want to make sure that it's going to be helpful, knowing that it might also cause some struggles. Right. That's a fair conversation to have. Um, but, but I think, and I wonder, and this, I'm, I'm coming back to this, Brandon used the word omission. That's a mm-hmm. form of denial that we talk about all the time in our treatment. That when it becomes denialist, when we use it in order to keep ourselves stuck or or in a pattern that hasn't served us in the past. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I when you were talking, I and this is my own stuff coming out for a second, Spencer. But you know, I know that feeling of you know having acted out like a week before, and then somebody comes to you and is like, "Are you in recovery? And are you sober?" And it's been a week. and You're like, "Oh yeah, I'm sober now." but deep inside there's that part of you that kind of goes ah but am i you know right. um if you if you had that kind of a feeling in those conversations when your wife is coming to you and and the few times sobriety comes up only you know but that little pit in your stomach or that little pain in your heart that goes ah am i being dishonest like if that's there that's the denial that's keeping the pattern stuck it's a it's still a pattern of it's still a pattern of hiding at that point if if you feel those things I don't know if you felt those things or not when those conversations came up
2: yeah I did yeah
1: yeah and that's that's where the personal work at least at least for me has come in where I had to take initiative to say that feeling that feeling erodes my ability to be the man I want to be it erodes God, my, my ability to be. Yeah, in recovery. And so I'm going to set some of my first targets for my own recovery was around that feeling. And every time I feel like I'm hiding or I feel that pit in my stomach, I will speak it. Um, And it was hard. Like it was, it was so, hard, so hard, but I had to do that for myself because I couldn't show up in the strength I wanted to if that was always
0: like eating at me. Hmm. There's a... There's a type of denial that we see all the time, Spencer, that it goes something like this. now, now denial is dishonesty, like just to be clear. So, so if you're in denial, you're denying reality. You're not being real with yourself about what is. So it's dishonesty. And a type of denial that we see all the time is, it goes something like this: I don't want to I don't want to tell her because I'm worried about her and it will hurt her and I don't know if she can handle it. Um, And so, the justification looks quite compassionate and loving and kind. But if we were to dig down to reality, if we were to be blatantly honest, it, it would be something more like, I don't want to tell her because I know it's painful and I know it's hard and I don't know if I can handle that. And so, I'm going to say that um, I'm protecting her as a means to avoid the reality. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and that, it's it's interesting because, on one hand, you're saying, I'm doing something good for her and for the relationship by omitting this. But in reality, you are damaging the core of the relationship by living in that type of denial um and totally undermining not 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 only, are you not building trust? You're going in the opposite direction at that point. Um, and, and so she's going to feel from you like, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what is. Um, he's, you know, he's not disclosing anything, um, but I sure don't feel like he's resonating in strength and integrity. And it doesn't feel that way from him to, to me, right? So so then it comes back to what Tyler was saying to you, Spencer, about you gut checking with yourself and your own integrity as to what your motives are and what, is, what are your intentions. Am I really protecting her or am I protecting me? And what do I need to do to find the strength within me to sit in the reality and to face the truth and to move forward in the healing process? What are,
1: what are you feeling and thinking, Spencer, as Brad and I have been kind of going at you for a few minutes?
2: Well... Well, to answer your question earlier, Brandon, yes, that does all make sense. Um, (laughs) You're, you're, I think hitting the, hitting the nail on the head as far as I'm concerned. Like you were saying that, that feeling in the pit of my stomach when I am not lying directly saying, yeah, I'm still sober, I'm sober or whatever, but that feeling is definitely how I felt in those moments Um, and I I would like to say that the reason I'm having this struggle with whether to do the disclosure at this point in time isn't necessarily to save myself but more to try to do what I can to help the relationship. But I also can see that not having actually really thought down that road apart from just the little amount of time since you said it, but could I be actually trying to save myself, even though I've convinced myself that I'm more trying to help the relationship? I think that that, could be a possibility. I definitely can't say that it's not the case right now. Um, even though I, like I said, I,
0: I, But, but Spencer, even like ask yourself, help the relationship, right? So, I mean, I'll give you a stupid example. Let's say I cheated on my wife. She had no idea about it. And I told myself, well, I don't want to damage our relationship. So I'm just going to take this to the grave. What would you tell me?
2: That that's not a good idea. Why? But, because it's not being honest. And I think you guys used the word integrous before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's not living living your life or living in your relationship the way that I assume you want to. But, but if
0: I can keep it from her and she's not hurt by it because she doesn't know it, then isn't
2: that good for the relationship?
1: What's it going to do to the relationship, Spencer?
2: Well, you're you're going to be building a relationship on a non very non stable foundation. False pretense. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's interesting. You're kind of getting there now, Spencer. Bringing it back around, and this is you know. Again, this would be different if your wife was saying, I don't want to do a disclosure. Like, I'm out on that. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you're going to have to figure out how to do your own work elsewise, still figure out how to be a man of integrity, move forward. But she's saying, I want this. And, mm. and it's interesting. It's like, I'm thinking of the greatest showman, the, the song, This Is Me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I want, if we're looking at relationship and how do you go to the depths of intimacy in a relationship, it's a systematic. It's a systematic process of building trust through life experience, through the sharing of vulnerability, and through authenticity. And when you have two people who systematically work more and more to a place of, this is me, this is me, we choose one another, that's where the depths of intimacy come. And so if I have these big secrets here that I'm doing to protect the relationship, what I'm now doing is I'm withholding parts of me, so I can't have the this is me moment in that area of life. Now, it's scary because this is me might also lead to rejection, right? It might also lead to like, oh, that's you and this is me and we actually don't line up very well. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if it goes that direction, one could still argue that that's still the best thing for that relationship,
2: and I think that's what I'm struggling to accept and surrender mm-hmm. because I want the relationship to to last, obviously, and to yes. become way better than it has been. But it's hard to take that risk, basically, of the exact opposite happening. Yes.
0: Um, denial, omission... Um, all of these things is just a means of control. You're trying to control the situation to the outcome that you want Ver- and you just hit you you just, just hit a nail nailed in the it. head, Spencer. yeah It's facing the fear of not knowing and 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 committing to your own integrity, regardless your own recovery, regardless. um that gives real trust a chance in your relationship. Um, healthy trust, a chance in your relationship, but it, it, but it requires what you just said, surrender, surrender Mm -hmm. to it, letting go, who knows how she's going to react and respond.
1: You can see how hard it is, you know, Brandon and Spencer, if our biggest need is attachment and connection. And now the very thing that I need to do in order to have a, give my relationship a chance is to risk losing attachment and connection. That's scary. Like, that's that's brutally painful. Like, it takes a ton of courage to not just do it once, but to commit to being that way, mm-hmm. to operating as a way of being that man who shows up with that strength and shows courage over and over and over again by risking, hey, this is me. This is me. This is me. Um, but that's the that's the actual birthplace
0: of the deeper connection that everybody's looking for. this this Tyler, what you just said, this is the real work, and I think sobriety rah rah, rah, sobriety's great, like be sober, that's wonderful, that's it's but, necessary, but when the fixation is on that, it helps it helps you avoid this real work um do you understand what what I'm saying by that, Spencer, yeah, yeah, um so. And when I say like, let go of sobriety, I, I'm not saying like, go out and act out and have a good time and blah, blah. blah. That's not what I'm saying at all. Mm-hmm. But, but focus on recovery and a byproduct of that is long-term sobriety. Um, if you learn how to live a life out of denial, then you can't justify yourself to go act out as in, in, like you used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you focus on real recovery, sobriety will happen. If you're focused on sobriety and trying to use that to build trust, then you're actually like killing trust and you're you're operating from a place of fear and shame in your recovery
1: Spencer have you ever uh, seen the movie a knight's tale
0: no, I have all the movies today, Tyler. Uh, like- we're going we're going movie thon today, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was hoping for some poetry, but I'll take some movie quotes.
1: <laughs> yeah, movies instead today. Um I'm thinking of this movie. If you haven't seen it, there's you, you should go watch it. It's a funny movie, but it, it's it's a good movie too. Um there's a there's a point where this guy is like he's hiding pretending that he's a knight because he wants to change his station in life. And he meets, of course, the woman of his dreams. And he's, and this woman's like high up and all the knights are going by and they're saying, I will win this tournament for you. They're doing a jousting tournament. And they're all saying, I'm going to win for you. And he's been talking to her in the back channels. And she comes to him and she says, he says, I'll win this tournament for you. And she says, if you love me, you will lose this tournament. And he's stuck in this place of like, but I'm a fighter. I got to win. I want to win. But then he's like, but I love her. So he sits there and he just gets obliterated through the first half of the tournament. He just stands there on his horse and the guys just run by and just drill him with the lances over and over again. He's doing it because he loves her. Like he wants to show that he's committed and that he loves her. And And then right towards the end of the tournament, she comes back to him and she says, if you love me, you'll win the tournament. You know, and then he has to go and like overcome all the odds and then he wins the tournament, whatever. I kind of sometimes feel like this thing that we're talking about right now is that where you're you're putting yourself on the line of losing for the sake of her and the relationship. When she sees, you know a lot of a lot of partners will feel this way, when a partner sees that a man is willing to put down his pride and his ego and do whatever is necessary for the sake of the relationship, it's actually something that a lot of times builds the trust that you're looking to build more than, hey, I li- I acted out today. Hey, I did this stupid thing today. It's like when she sees and feels a man who's going, I would do whatever it takes, including
0: putting down my own pride. Um, well, we, but Tyler, we got to be careful with that. Like. Trust is not built by doing whatever she says that he should be. No, no. Yeah. No, that's not that's no, not what I'm saying. I'm saying okay. being real with who I am.
1: Right. right. Yeah. Like, so, like right. this you're this right.
0: analogy with the Knight's Tale, what I would say is if he really wanted trust, he would have won or lost the tournament regardless of what she told him to do. Oh, I see. I see what um, you're saying. Yeah, do, yeah. do you see what I'm saying? And yeah. then come back with, I do love you. I hear you. I understand why you're sad or hurt or whatever about me winning or losing. I did what was in my integrity right this is I, this is me this is I right it's I'm a man I. who
1: has struggled with all of these things in the past, and I'm a man who's committed to these things moving forward, and this is I this is
0: this is who I'm putting putting down your pride does not mean putting down your masculinity. you it, can both put down your pride and maintain your masculinity, and that's how you build trust I actually think real masculinity is peeling off that layer of pride yes. and and showing up as i am authentic yeah yeah mm-hmm. um oh, we could we could spin off into yeah, of this could, forever yeah. tyler um the spencer ultimately what builds trust uh, it's simple trust is about safety and and a woman is wondering am i safe with this man that's that's one of the a woman's greatest questions can i be me and and be you know and, and be whoever i am in all of my glory in all of my beauty and can he can he manage that is he trust has to do with your strength that's what it has to do with so when you show up thinking oh i better act this way so she's happy or i better say this or omit that or whatever so that she's happy how are you resonating to her
2: Not strongly. Yeah. That I'm just trying to please her.
0: Right. But when you know who you are, when you're grounded in your relationship with God, when you trust yourself, um, you're naturally going to show up as a loving, empathetic, compassionate husband and father and human being. Because um, that's who you are. Because that's who you are. Not because... You're trying to be that because you want love, because you're desperate for her to love you. When you're strong enough that you don't need her, that you don't need to consume her, that she could divorce you and walk away and you know that you're okay, then it's safer for her to get close to you. So it has everything to do with you knowing you and you trusting you. Then you can give space to her to be whoever she is as she goes through this disclosure process. And, and that's one of the beauties of disclosure is that you can drop a bomb on her and she can be in a lot of pain and you can navigate that with strength and she'll realize, oh, Spencer's different than he used to be. Like he's not, he's not like just trying to fix this right now. Um, that, that's the ultimate goal. Right,
2: right. Does that mean,
0: do you, I almost said it? No. Uh, <laughs> you caught yourself. You, you got yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying, there, Spencer, about like the the feeling of strength that she'll get from you? I do. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, and what? I'm, I'm just trying to pick a picture that playing out in our relationship just how different that would be and how, I mean, also how, how much I've been doing already trying to be that way and show up that way. But now also with the understanding that the way that I was trying to do that was still kind of a, Kind of a uh, protect myself a little bit, protect the relationship a little bit, instead of just this is how I'm going to live my life as a as a man, as a husband, as a father, and just showing up that way consistently.
1: Right, you're you're on to it now, Spencer. This is going to sound a little bit backwards, but what you want to give your wife is is what she wants to. But the reason why you want to give it needs to change. And the measuring stick now of success is you doing an inventory with yourself on the guy you want to be every day, rather than my wife was happy with me today. Or I fixed somebody's problems today that I otherwise couldn't have fixed. Like You look yourself in the mirror and you say, did I did I move closer to the man I want to be? Was I engaged with my kids? Was I empathetic to my wife? Was I honest in my heart? Can I go to bed on a clear conscience? That's the measure stick for me. Nothing feels better than going to bed on a clear conscience. And and if you do that enough days in a row and the measuring stick is inside driven rather than outside driven, you will make progress in your own personal life. And that progress in your own personal life will align itself With the things that you want to give and that your wife wants in the relationship Mm -hmm. it's inside out work rather than outside in and and i can hear it in you spencer like you can hear it there's a there's a big heart
0: deep down inside of you and um when you make this shift um God has set this up in a really an interesting way cuz when you make this shift get ready for some discomfort and chaos and f- opportunities for fear when you actually show up with an honest boundary with your wife or go through this disclosure process or a, a lot of there's going to be a lot of opportunity for you to fall back into weakness fall back into trying to control fall back because the change in you and the change in the relationship is is going to be uncomfortable um but it's also the opportunity to learn this principle that I'm not going to die I am lovable I can stay consistent I can stay steady even through the storms here as they come and that will solidify your masculinity and your recovery and it, so um I hate to tell you this but if if you don't start to get really uncomfortable like if the disclosure is just totally comfortable, then you didn't do it right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and at first your, your wife even will want you to go back to the the old way. Like, that's what she knows. Like, Hey, where's Spencer where he's always trying to please me. Mr. Nice guy. Like, uh, you know, I don't want that. deep down. She doesn't want that, but she's used to that. So it's like, Hey, now he's being more honest and authentic. And I don't know what to do with this. Um, that change is going to start to shift things and you just got to stay consistent and steady. And over the long run, real trust will come.
1: Spencer, we're getting short on time. Any last thoughts or feelings pressing on you right now?
2: Oh, there's, there's a lot too, too much to squeeze into the last <laughs> little bit of the episode probably, but um, yeah, I, I think we've already I think I've maybe already started to make that shift. It's definitely not complete but even even how I it's not completely consistent but how I how I show up I think has changed enough that my wife can realize at times at least that I'm not exactly how I was for the first eight years of our relationship. And I think I've already seen a little bit of that, that you were talking about where that's not always well received. And that then in some ways, because I'm not completely consistent with it yet, makes it hard to not then fall back into what we're used to, what both of us are used to because me showing up how I want to and should be showing up then causes that discomfort. It's that change and that isn't comfortable. And so that's where I'm at right now, I think is trying to just embrace that and know that that's actually kind of a sign of progress being made rather than Oh well that was not not comfortable that's not what we're used to so let's let's go back to how it always was before
1: I love it Spencer you're 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 on there and I, I might just make a suggestion that when you try to do something that's more in line with your authenticity and it's not well received it's okay to look at it with from two perspectives one is the measuring stick is always back to is what I'm doing lining up with my values as a person and the man I want to be, or God wants me to be? That's the first question. And then, in the scenario that just played out, is there anything that I would change as a result of that between me and God? Mm-hmm. And and if there is, then you go back and you say, Hey, I should have phrased it this way, or I should have said this, or I'm, I apologize for this part of it. But but I'm not going to apologize for the main principle here, right? Um, so you can still you can still attend to the relationship. It just can't be the measuring stick. And, and you can still take accountability for the things that you need to keep working on and changing in that relationship, but you're getting your marching orders from the truth, which is your relationship with God and your own value system, rather than the system of the unhealthy relationship that you've been living with, mm-hmm. right? So ground yourself back to that inside out. And sometimes you will go back and say, hey, my bad, I should have said this differently, right? right. Because that's the man you want to be. Other times you'd be like, no, I would need to sit in the discomfort. Like I really meant what I said, and it's okay. I'm fighting for
0: the relationship to change. Spencer, right. Spencer, you're um you are strong enough to face discomfort and avoid suffering. Um I can tell. Like you you got it in you. Um I just want you to know that my thoughts and prayers are with you. You got some things to step into in going forward. I think that absolutely you should move forward with a healthy disclosure process, not from that old therapist that you went to, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the new one, um, Mm -hmm. um, you, you got it in you and just know that you got, you got brothers behind you. You got people like me and Tyler that, that we, you know, we just met you today, but we love and care about you and all, all the people that we work with. Like you can, you can walk through this and you can do this and you're not alone, um, and God's there with you. And so, um, take one step at a time and, uh, you're going to be just fine. Healing is absolutely possible, both for you and your relationship.
2: Okay. Thank you.
1: Spencer, thank you for coming on, man, for bringing yourself and your energy today, your questions. I know your questions are pertinent for a lot of other people. So appreciate you being willing to put
2: yourself out there so that everyone else can benefit too yeah thanks for thanks for the opportunity and thanks for all the all the
1: input (laughs) yeah you'll probably get a lot more of out of it when you get to go back and listen to it in a couple of weeks so hopefully it'll it'll be beneficial for you bud sounds Um, good yeah all
0: right have a nice day Spencer and we'll see you later